1: Look for delicious
2: Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop
0: now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players by the players.
1: Here is your host, 14 year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams.
2: Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. We're continuing our podcast series remotely during this COVID-19 crisis. We want all the NFL players and legends, as well as the fans, to know we are all in this together. And in the worst of times, we lean on each other to be our best selves. All Americans have been affected in some way by this crisis. For our guest today, Mark Patterson, the virus has impacted his goal to be the first NFL legend to reach the seven summits. I'll say it again, to reach the seven summits. We had originally planned this podcast to talk about climbing Mount Everest. Instead, we're talking about the strength and stamina needed to handle a time when many of our plans Have had to change for reasons beyond our control. Mark, take us through how your plans have changed over the last 30 days, and how you've responded. Tell us about your initial reaction.
1: Yeah, well, I look at appreciate the uh, the intro, and uh, you know when we did talk six months ago, I had been in hardcore training to leave on the 31st of March. and go to Mount Everest. So I was going to fly to Nepal. And, uh, you know, you don't just show up. uh, It it would be like you're going to play in the Super Bowl, and then the Super Bowl gets canceled. So how would you feel? Um, I probably put in, um, in the last three months, uh, over 150,000 vertical feet of climbing in Sun Valley, Idaho, up and down the mountain every single night. Um, I had put all my bags into my car with all my... Uh, climbing gear, uh, driven from Sun Valley, Idaho to L.A. Um, my plan was to be here for two weeks, see my daughters, and then leave out of LAX, en uh, route to Nepal, Kathmandu. And, um, you know, when uh, the, the China side, there's two sides of, of Mount Everest. Um, one, you go through Tibet, which China uh, controls. Uh, they shut that down a couple of weeks ago, and then we thought they were, were going to keep Nepal open. And at the end of the day, ultimately, the entire world shut down. It was just a massive disappointment. Um, my body was strong. My mind was strong. I had set that goal. And, and you know, like a lot of things in life, you have to take a zigzag. You get cut from a team. You got to take a zigzag and traverse through life, and you got to readjust. And so that's what I've had to do.
2: Mark, could you tell us about how important preparation is? You know, you've done all of this, this preparing. What's, what's it like? How important it is besides the physical grueling training part? How important was it to not only have the vision to climb the seven summits and this final Everest, Mount Everest? How important was it for you to to visualize or write down the actual plan in order to accomplish it?
1: Yeah, there's quite a bit of stuff in there. Um, number one, you know, I, I I always say preparation, when preparation meets opportunity, great things can happen, right? And, and so the best thing um, I could have done, which is what I was doing and which I continue to do on a daily basis, is put myself in the best physical and mental place uh, that I can go and I can attack this goal. So, I didn't cancel it. Um, what I did is I, I postponed it, and that's the way I had to reset that thing in my mind. So uh, as we speak today, um, uh, everything, my flights, my guiding group, my Sherpas, everything got pushed to April, 2021. And now what I have to do is reset my 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 myself a little bit. I'm, I'm gearing it back. I normally work out twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, um, I'm in LA, uh, waiting out the C19 uh, virus. More resources here uh, before I head back to to Sun Valley, which probably won't be now till June, and then I'll I'll, I'll you know put myself back in gear. But I know there's a lot of legends uh, in the, you know, in their course of of their playing career where everything's going great. They go into training camp, they've been training, and then all of a sudden they blow out their knee. Or they have a hamstring injury or something—something something that makes them go off course to of what they thought they were going to do—and and, and ask, answering your your question about you know preparation and going back and setting the goal of the seven summits. You know, I was going through a tough time, uh, you know, seven eight years ago, and so I need a massive goal to put out there uh, so that would help me pull myself out of it and not just work out to work out, but work out with a, a goal in mind. And a lot of it you know, gets around to, especially when you're extreme mountain conditions around the world, um, you're talking about your life. And so the, the stakes are high and, and I had to take myself to a place I'd never been before, even playing football, where I knew I could sustain things like that. So things happen to all, all of us and you have to pivot, whether it's your career, whether it's something athletic like I'm doing, Um, and you need to adjust and then attack. And that's kind of the game plan I've always had.
2: In managing your emotional response to it, you, you said a minute ago in your mind, instead of you asserting that this is canceled, it was important that you say it's postponed and not canceled. Tell us about how you are able to manage your emotions just with how you define or name something.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Anis. And I, I again, I, I, I equate it to going and we've all played in a big game and you've gone out there, done your best, and your best wasn't enough for whatever reason on that day. And you get your butt beat. And what you have to do is you have to, you know, swallow the loss, you have to learn from it, and you have to come back. And sometimes things are just. Not in your control, and and what we're experiencing today is something that we've never, um, you know, gone through. I mean, it's you know we're going back to like World War II times, and wow. everything is shut down. And 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 at the same time, if if you did take a step back and you look at the history of the planet, you know that we've gone through this three or four different times where there's been these massive pandemics that have broken out. And they all ride themselves and correct themselves, just like the financial markets and everything else. And what we have to do uh, is put ourselves in the best position to say, what can I do and look at this as an opportunity and not something that you're going to go backwards on and you're sitting around not doing anything. I mean, action always creates reaction. And I think that's the key to anything that you want to do. What is the opportunity? What is the blessing out of this whole thing?
2: And how are you staying positive and on goal?
1: Well, you know, I, I, have a routine, I'm a pretty disciplined person and, and, uh, you know, I, I still get up every morning, brush my teeth, take a big, you know, gulp of air and then get on with my exercises. And I, I usually get after it for uh, at least an hour. And it's really a combination of doing a bunch of in-home uh, exercises. I have some apps on my phone downloaded, you know, and it's doing kind of core strength, body, I'm moving. Uh, but I'm doing this every single day just to put my myself in the right frame of mind. And then I, I have been incredibly lucky Aeneas in terms of my career trajectory and just being in the right place at the right time. But that also had to do with preparation meets opportunity because I had to learn um, uh, a lot of these skills You know, many years ago when I could see that digital was kind of the path of the future. And so what that all means is that I'm an, an executive for Sports Illustrated. And so um, we have not slowed down. If anything, we continue to surge ahead. Um, with everybody um, uh, social distancing and and spending a lot of time at home uh, there 's just a lot of uh participation on on the internet and so a lot of people continue to have those same patterns of going and looking at their favorite you know, sports teams. Now, obviously, we're not playing any sports right now, but we're also covering a lot of things about the draft that's coming up, about the college prospects, about uh, games that happened years ago, the top 10 best quarterbacks, and all those things. And so um, I'm busier than ever, and we have not fortunately had to shut down our doors versus if I was in the restaurant business or you know some other kind of service business where they've pretty much told everybody to shut down.
2: Mark, you mentioned, you say you've been fortunate, you used the term, you've been lucky, but then you you backtrack, you said, I said luck, but it's preparation meeting opportunity? Yeah. Is that what you refer to as what you term luck?
1: Well, I think, you know, Jim Mora, when I was down in New Orleans, and I think we'd won 10 games in a row, this was 1987, and, 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 and the Saints prior to me getting there had nothing to do with me, it's just timing, but... The Saints prior to that had never had a winning season in 20 years. It just blows my mind. And I'd always come from winning programs, right? And so he came in, uh, he was the head coach at the time, and he said, look, everybody's calling us lucky, but lucky is is what happens when preparation meets opportunity and we have a bunch of good players in the room. And, you know, Ricky Jackson and Morton Anderson, Bobby Avery, we had all these amazing players. And we worked at it, and it's because we put ourselves in the best position that we won. And that was the reason. It wasn't because we were lucky. You know, luck doesn't happen to people who lose. <laughs> luck happens to people that put it together and then, and, then, and then find themselves in positions where they succeed and thrive, right?
2: Yes. You mentioned earlier, Mark, in reference with your executive position with Sports Illustrated, that there are some opportunities possibly for legends or uh, to connect and being able to provide content for Sports Illustrated?
1: Yeah, sure no, it's a great opportunity. So, and I, you know, I, I encourage everybody to reach out to me if you're interested in this. But um, again, this is getting into the world of digital. And we know that there's a lot of players, and I'm one of them, uh, who uh, played a game. You know, in many cases, many years ago, or they were just emerging out of the sport, and we all want to stay connected, and and we we have an opportunity now with the way that our 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 technology is, that we're able to give players uh, a player page that they can go. It's just not about about you know your stats and your your height and your weight and all that kind of stuff and a couple pictures but it's ongoing content you know where you can write about your favorite team so say if you grew up in Chicago and you play for the bears that you can write about the bears you can write about your college team and it really gives an opportunity the way our again our our, our technology is set up that you can interact with the fans that want to come and interact with you on one of the most massive iconic brands You know, in the world, we're also doing this with uh, SI Swim, which are are the models. And so really giving those 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 models and our players an opportunity to engage with fans. Um, And in our case, you know, we reach millions and millions and millions of fans.
2: Mark, there's so many legends, players and fans that have had to deal with sudden transition, major changes to their plans and way of life. What strategies do you recommend that they use during this time of adversity?
1: Well, again, I, I see it as an opportunity and the opportunity to, uh, to really think about what you want to do, number one. Number two is nothing will ever get solved if you don't do anything and you don't move. You're in quicksand. And so I, I said this before, but action creates reaction. And so just like what I had to do several years ago, when I didn't know a thing about the internet, is really go on. And there's, there's a little friend named Google that you can type in, you know, how do I grow my Twitter page? And how do I grow my Facebook page? And how do I have a, an engaging blog? Or, uh, you know, do I want to work in, in media? You know, and really research what you want to do and then go after it. Now, that may uh, end in the path that you don't want to go down. But at least you'll know that you're not interested in that, but you'll never know if you don't get off the couch and do something, which then goes to another set of strategies, which is about being goal-oriented and and writing those things down. And then having that daily discipline to do things towards that goal, which are going to get you to a place that you just never know unless you put yourself in that position. So that's really, you know, my message that has worked for me is that I, I fill my day um, of things, I write it down and then I go after them.
2: Yeah, one of the things you mentioned, Mark, is that you were already prepared and you you guys kind of saw the digital transition happening years ago. What about those legends who have businesses as well? What would you recommend they do in order to adapt their business to this changing environment?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think what you're seeing today is manufacturers who, you know, are manufacturing whatever they do and changing their plants into making face masks, right? And so it's sometimes you just, you do have to pivot. You do have to be creative. And I think it does help to have mentors around you. I know, Aeneas, you've talked a number of times about this on your podcast, the Legends podcast, which I'll listen to. And that is the, you know, we all grow up with, with having coaches, all these legends, all these players. Right, and then when we get done playing, so many of us stop talking to people. Now we call them mentors. We don't necessarily call them coaches, but whether we we're paying for those or getting together and having that camaraderie and sharing ideas on is this something, you know, that's that that is worthy or not. And a lot of times you can't just talk to other people who who may or may not not know the subject, but you got to go search out uh, experts that can shed some light on that particular industry that do have the experience that can really help.
2: With that being said, who are you reaching out during this time? Who are you reaching out to, Mark, during this time? Whether a mentor, uh, a former player, who are some of the people you're reaching out to?
1: Well, I mean, look, my, my days are, are, are pretty full as it relates to, to, you know, communicating with a lot of people at Sports Illustrated. And I'm always learning. I mean, I'm, I'm so blessed to be surrounded by a lot of talent, you know, in that world. Obviously, I don't know everything. And and from a technology standpoint, just from a marketing, from a branding, I'm learning a lot. And then on the, on the other side uh, of it, on the player standpoint, um, I, 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 I speak and talked to a, uh, a former quarterback of mine at the University of Washington, 10-year NFL quarterback, Hugh Millen. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we're in regular uh, communication as well as Jim Mora Jr. Uh, wow. is my best friend. And, and so we actually train all, all the time in Sun Valley. He's there. Uh, he's now come back to California as well. But, um, you know, he's really my training buddy and keeps me motivated. And that's really, you know, helped me. I would have been, you know, driving myself uh, up and down the mountain by myself and I've done a lot of that but it always helps to have another person with you to help make sure you're you're accountable for showing up.
2: Now have any of your former teammates reached out to you?
1: No, uh they haven't and uh I'm you know I'm here <laughs> you know the way it is man it's it's this is the thing that that sucks and I I know that you guys have done a great job of really trying to connect you know the former players together because we're on the locker room and and it, it, it's such a great place to be, and 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 form relationships and bonds, and then we split, and you know it's poof—you're into you're everybody's on their own uh, corner of the universe doing their own thing, and we stop having that same connection. And uh, and I think you guys are doing all the right things, um, and we just got to figure out better ways to to communicate with each other.
2: Mark, here's my final question. As I listen to you, I hear a passion and a focus in you. And in, in this last part, would you speak to the legends as relates to your passion of what's possible for legends, even during this time? It's just like, it's almost like a fire in your belly that I perceive, even yeah. right now, that there's more could be done. Being a legend doesn't mean you've stopped playing the game and i'm talking about the game of life you've just stopped playing football could you speak directly into the ears of legends or any fans that pretty much have kind of put it on ease and put it in idle uh and during this time what would you say to them
1: well this is really easy for me and and that is uh, and, I, and I really didn't figure this out, like I said, until about eight years ago. But the one thing I know, it's really easy to be average. And I just don't want to be average because that doesn't take a lot of effort, it doesn't take a lot of work. Um, I, I think a lot of average people can do extraordinary things. And for me, what I, what, I, what I had to do is really recognize that I've done a couple cool things in my life. But if you take a look at all the things on the planet that are out there that that in my case I haven't done, it's endless, right? And so by having this massive goal of climbing the seven summits, the seven highest peaks around the world, I've now climbed six of the seven. I've been on uh, Kilimanjaro twice, once with um, Chris Long and Wada Boys uh, and a bunch of other NFL players, which was amazing. It's been, it's been incredible to step into the fear, which is the biggest thing, step into the fear, have a big-ass goal out there, and then go after it. And that's what keeps me motivated. I still have to go back to Mount Everest this next year. It's going to be a, a massive goal. It's going to be a massive achievement to try to get after. Um, and, I'm, and because I have that, that, that big goal in front of me, you know, I'm going to do nothing short of training my ass off to get there. Um, once that is done, people keep saying, "Okay, Mark, so that's done. Now, are you done? Are you done climbing?" I'm like, "No, man. I am just starting." This has taught me about continuing to 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 reset new goals, but just not, you know, become. I don't know. Do do something simple, but put something out there that I've never done, that I fear, that I don't know a whole lot about, that's going to make me learn. It's going to make me train. And it's going to make me go after it in ways I've never done before. And I think there's, there's you know, it's endless in terms of what those things can be.
2: Well, I could tell you just as a, a podcast host, you've inspired me tremendously. And everybody listening or uh, that will hear this, Mark, will be inspired. Thanks for joining us. We're going to reach out to you when 2021, when you climb the top of Mount Everest, And we'll be there. Can't wait to celebrate with you and cheer you on and celebrate your victory for the Seven Summits. being the first legend to do it. So we'll reach back out to you, Mark. Love it. Thanks for listening in. The best is yet to come. Thank you, Mark. Tremendous job. Thank you. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends@nfl.com. at nfl.com.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
2: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher.